All right, Christ Church. Uh, hey, welcome this morning. We are glad you're here. We are uh, starting a new uh, series this week. It is going to be an incredible series. Uh, I am really excited about this. I hope that you're going to be here uh, every week uh, to take this in because I am absolutely confident uh, that, boy, if you're here and you let God's Word soak into you uh, in these weeks, it will have an impact uh, in your life. Uh, I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at, uh, at Christ Church. And uh, hey, one of the things that we all share together uh, is we all have a past. Amen, true? Yeah, you're here, right? We all have a past, right? Guess what? There's something else we all share. And that is that in that past, there are things, well, there are things that just keep hounding us, reaching at us drilling into us, things that we harbor in our past that we want to make sure nobody else knows about. We all share a past, and we all share the implications of that past. Today we're going to talk about one of those things. Each week we'll talk about another, but today we're going to talk about one of those things, and that is the things in your past called labels. Right? We probably all share that, right? That there was a time in our life where, uh, and even now, where we have these labels that have been placed into our life. And those labels have a way of trying to define us and trying to uh, create the image of who we are. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a label. Uh, my teachers, I think, gave me a label, if nothing else. Uh, and my label was Bob. Waste of time. That's who I was, Bob. Waste of time, and they labeled me that because when I was in high school, uh, I was not serious about my academics at all. I was way too serious about my social status. Right? That was the only thing on my mind, and so uh, my academic performance was pretty weak, and my teachers didn't appreciate that uh, too much. And so as they looked at me every time I sat in that class, my label was right there, right? I was Bob, uh, waste of time. And that's who I was uh, up until my my senior year in high school when uh, a man from my church uh, stepped into my life. He happened to also be a a high school guidance counselor. And uh, he started teaching me and talking to me. And uh, he did for me what we're going to talk about today, and that is to get past my label, right? By the way, my senior year in high school, I got straight A's, see? Labels have implications. So here's where we start today. What's your label? As you think about your past, what is that label that still seems to somehow have implications into how you live your present and how your future seems to unfold. As you think about your past, what is your label? There's all kinds of labels, right? Uh, There's positive labels. There's negative labels. Most of the time we hone in on the negative labels, right? And we look in the mirror and we even give ourselves a label. So we labels. We look in the mirror and we say, worthless. Wimp, 
You know all the assortment of labels. When you, when you look in that mirror, is there a label that comes from your past or a label that you have self-identified with that you put on your name? Hey, this is my name, Bob, and this is my label. Waste of time. And the risk is our life will get defined by our past. Here's what you need to know as we start this series. There is nothing in your past that God cannot and has not overcome. There is no opinion that somebody else may have about you or labeled you with that is more powerful than the declaration of who God says you are. There is nothing that this world or anyone else in it can say about you that has any truth compared to the absolute eternal truth that God says about you. There is no label in this world more powerful and true than the label God is ready to give you. It's right here in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It is an incredibly powerful word. It is a word I hope that you will carry with you today, that you will commit to your mind and to your memory today. It is a word I hope you will look in the mirror and say about yourself every single day from this day forward. To that end, would you read it with me, please? You ready? Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Let's unpack that for a minute. It is powerful. First of all, notice it says anyone. That means you qualify. Anyone. Absolutely anybody. It doesn't matter what your past has been. It doesn't matter what your label has been. It doesn't matter what anybody has ever said about you. It doesn't matter what anything you have ever thought about yourself. It doesn't matter. Anybody qualifies for a new label. And what's the new label? Anyone who belongs to Christ. That's the new label. That's the new identity. That's the label that God is ready to stamp on your life that can never be removed or rubbed off or redefined. Anyone who belongs to Christ. When you surrender your life to Christ, when you say, yes, my life no longer is my own, it doesn't belong to me anymore, it belongs to Him, and I belong to Him. You have a new label. Anyone who belongs to Christ, anybody who says from now on my life is defined by one person and one person alone, and that is the person of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what my past has had in it. It doesn't matter what I ever thought about myself. The only thing that matters from this day forward for anybody in this room is you believe God has proclaimed a new label over your life, and he proclaimed it in Jesus Christ. 
And he drove a stake in the ground on that hill outside Jerusalem. And he said, this is truth. And he bet his life on it. You now belong to Christ. And that is your label. And when you look in the mirror every morning and when your past tries to rear up and grab hold of you and those labels that are back there in the past, they try to grab hold of you and you begin to get doubt and wonder and you start getting those labels creeping back into your life. You just need to look in your mirror and claim that stake in the ground and say, no, this is an eternal truth that cannot and will not ever change in my life. I belong to Christ. That's it. And that's exactly what Paul says. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A new person. That means that old person and all those labels that go with it, all of that past, it's gone. And just so you get it, he makes sure you get it. He makes sure you understand what it means when he says, listen, when you take on the label of Christ, you're a new person. He wants you to get the whole truth of that. And so he says, listen, that means the old life, the old labels, the past, everything you thought about yourself, everything everybody else said about you, all that stuff, that old life is gone 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 my granddaughter finishes her her uh, food and she sits in her high chair and she says all gone coolest thing i love it all gone but that's it praise the lord it's gone all gone every label every opinion Every thought, everything that anybody else would think or say about me or I thought about myself, gone. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Exclamation point. You see, that is the truth. That is the gospel truth that Jesus Christ gave up his life that you would believe today. And believing it, you would have a new label. And that label will define the rest of your life. But you have to believe it. You have to receive it. Paul says in Romans, so you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. I love the first line, right? So you also should consider yourself. How do you consider yourself? How do you consider yourself when you walk into work? How do you consider yourself when you come home and walk into the house again? How do you consider yourself when your family's sitting around that supper table? How do you consider yourself? First and foremost, do you consider yourself with that label that says, from now on, my life is not my own. I belong to Christ. In every situation, in every experience, in every environment, that is who I am. So, consider yourselves. Consider that your label. And if that's your label... 
that Scripture says you have a new identity. You have a new name. That's the way God would do it when he would bring about a new identity on somebody. In Isaiah it says, you will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. That's what God did so often in Scripture. So you had somebody named Abram and Sarai. Remember them from the Old Testament? Abram and Sarai. And their label, their label was barren, right? Because they, they just could not and bear children. And so their label was barren. And then God got involved in their life. And God made a promise over their life. And in the process, God said, listen, from now on, you're not Abram, you're Abraham. And you're not Sarai, you're Sarah. Why? Because you are going to be the father of nations. And he came along to a guy named Jacob, right? And Jacob was kind of a scoundrel, and that's what his main name meant, right? He was identified by his actions. He was kind of a swindler and a conniver and a scoundrel, and God got involved in his life, and God came along and renamed him and said, now you're Israel. And through Jacob, in that name of Israel, became the foundation of the 12 tribes of a new nation. And he came to a guy named Gideon. Maybe you remember Gideon. He was a guy just kind of hiding from his enemies and God's enemies down in, a, in kind of a pit, you know, throwing up his, his uh, chaff and corn. And he's hiding there and an angel comes along and God speaks to the angel. He says, listen, Gideon, you see yourself right now as a weakling and a wimp. But here's who I name you. I name you a mighty man of valor. And he went on to achieve victory after victory for God's people against all seemingly earthly odds. See, he gives you a new name. When you receive that identity and that label, it says, I belong to Christ. He gives you a new name. When you come and you get drowned in the waters of baptism, he gives you a new name. And when you come to the table and you young people are coming today for the first time, he is going to give you another name when you come to that table and you take Jesus into your life. He's going to say from now on, no matter what happens in your life, you belong to me and you are my child. That's your name. You are mine. And no one and nothing can snatch you from my hands, my will, my desire. He's going to come along and name you and say, you are my child and your name is forgiven. And you get to live into being a forgiven child of God. He's going to come along and name you his child and say, from now on, you are not powerless, you are powerful. And he's going to let you live into the gospel of being a force in the kingdom of heaven for the cause of Christ. He's going to come along and say, you are now his child and you are worth everything. When you or the world would try to look at yourself and think yourself worthless, he's going to say, no, that's not your name. You are my child and you are worth the very life of my own son. And he's going to let you live into that new name. Galatians, Paul says, how foolish can we be? How foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the Spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? You see, don't let your past, don't let the labels of the past 
determine who you are. God says you are a child of God. God says you belong to Him. You have a new label and you have a new name. And we live into that name. As we live into that name, it means we also have a new purpose. Our lives are no longer our own. We now live for a whole new purpose, a whole new direction in our lives. In the Gospel of Matthew, there was this guy called Simon, uh, son of Jonah. And Jesus got involved in his life, and he changed not only his life, but his name. And he changed the direction and the purpose of his life. You see, Simon originally was a fisherman. And Jesus came along and said, Simon, here's the deal. Now, you're really good at fishing for fish, but from now on, you're going to become a fisher of men, a fisher of people. And one day, Jesus and Simon were together, and Jesus asked a question and said, Who do people say that I am? And Simon stepped up and he said, Well, well you, are, you are the Christ. And Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. What did he just do? Gave him a new name. And with a new name, a new direction, and a new person. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Peter was now completely devoted to the kingdom. In the cause. And the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit overwhelmed all of those who were gathered there. What happened? Peter is the one that stood up. Peter stands up, he preaches a sermon, and this guy that was a fisherman that Jesus said would become a fisher of men, on that single day, 3,000 people responded and surrendered to Jesus Christ. He gave him a new name and he gave him a new purpose. He gives us a new name, and he gives us a new purpose, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. That's not our purpose anymore. That's not where we focus anymore. He has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, and he has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. The highest and best use of our life is for kingdom's cause. We have a new label, and we have a new name. And we have a new purpose to impact this world for the cause in the name of Jesus Christ. There can be nothing better to do with our lives. And with it comes a new future. We have a new label. We get a new name. We have a new purpose. And that means our lives are going to be different from this day on because our past and the labels in the past no longer control us. And so our lives move in a different direction. There was this woman in the Old Testament. Her name was Rahab. Ever heard of Rahab? Rahab was the woman that was in Jericho when God's people came to knock down those walls, right? And uh, God's people sent some spies into Jericho to spy it out. And Rahab is the woman who hid those spies. In the scriptures, Rahab's name comes up eight times. Six of those times, she is defined by her label. And her label was prostitute. But when God got involved in her life, She got a new name, she got a new purpose, and she had a new future. When those walls fell down, she became part of God's people, part of God's family. 
And she literally got a new name. She got married. And her new name and her new future ensured the possibility for each one of us in this room to have a new future. What? Yeah, if you go through it and you walk what happened in Rahab's life, her great, 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 and a few more greats along the way, her great, 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 and a great, great, great grandson was your Savior. You're here, and you have the possibility of a new label and a new name and a new purpose and a new future because God worked in Rahab's life and gave her a new label and gave her a new name and gave her a new purpose and gave her a new future. And her future leads right to today because we know Jesus through her. You see, don't let the past, don't let any opinions of the past inform the possibilities of your future. God is greater than anything in your past, in any opinion in the past, and God will determine your future greater than any possibility of anything else. With God, all things are possible, even your future. And so this guy, Saul, this guy Saul was a persecutor of the church, persecuting early Christians. And Jesus confronts him on the road to Damascus, and in the process, he renames him, and he gives him a new label, and he gives him a new name, and from now on, he's called Paul, and he gives him a new purpose, and he gives him a new future. And so Paul now becomes the foremost missionary to the Gentiles for the cause of the kingdom of Christ. And Paul says, forgetting what is behind, forgetting my past, forgetting all those labels, forgetting everything that I was back then, forgetting all of that and straining toward what is ahead with my new name, with my new label, with my new future, with my new purpose, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We get a new label We get a new name. We get a new purpose. And we get a new future for kingdom's cause. What's the point for today? As you think about your past and you think about those labels that are trying to influence you from the past, refuse to let the labels of your past limit God's plans for your future. Because you have a new label. And you got a new name. And you have a new purpose. And because of all that, you have a new future. Paul says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If you want to get past your past, believe those words. If you want to get past those labels, believe those words. If you want to have a future, believe those words. 
And so the challenge for us today as we think about the labels of our past and leaving them behind and living this new life in Christ under this new label with a new name, with a new purpose, with a new future, the real question becomes, what is your name? And what is the name God gives you today, right here, when you come to this table? And you receive Jesus Christ and say, yes, Jesus is Lord. I belong to him. What is your name? What is your name that God would give you? What is your purpose that God would give you? And what is the future that God would determine for you? Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We thank you for your grace and your goodness. We can't do it. In fact, we we give in way too often to the old stuff, to the old names and the old labels and the pressures of the past and the influences of this world. Today, Lord, as we're in this room, cocooned here by your grace, convince us. Convince us of your gospel truth that anybody in this room anybody can have that new life in Christ and that new life that new life brings a new name it brings a new purpose it brings a new future it brings life so Lord we claim that through Jesus And we thank you for the love and the grace that brings us to us because we don't deserve it. But in Jesus, you freely give it. So, Lord, we receive it with gratefulness, thankfulness, and joy. And we're excited for the life you have in front of us. We commend ourselves to you through Jesus Christ. Amen.